everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. The year's winding down, but uh, still plenty to talk about in the world of poker. Thanks for joining us here in another edition of Poker Action Line. Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And for the next hour or so, we'll uh, just kind of uh, shoot the breeze and talk about poker. A lot of things happening out there. Uh, some kind of crazy stuff happening. Uh, big tournaments uh, move along. Uh, Tampa Hard Rock is having a big event that starts tomorrow, their main event. Uh, and we had talked with Tommy Bates uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I might want to replay that uh, little interview again, as he is very optimistic about their future. Of course, the Seminole Hard Rock here in Hollywood uh, has a big event uh, later in the month, right after Christmas, uh, the fun in the sun. And then, of course, uh, we'll get underway in 2017. And who knows if 2017 might be the year that uh, something happens in the online world. I, I'm just not that uh, optimistic anymore, especially uh, when we see the things that are happening, not only here, but around the world. Uh, I have some stories I'll talk about uh, in the province of Quebec in Canada. Their government is trying to uh, pass laws to stop online poker there. And of course, that's been kind of a uh, place where uh, Americans that couldn't play online here have gone to play. And that was a uh, you know, a substitute for what was here, but uh, now the, even certain parts of that country are trying to cut back. Um, you know, the letter that the uh, attorney generals, uh, attorneys general, 10 of them, uh, wrote to uh, Mike Pence. I want to talk about that a little bit tonight, uh, trying to keep uh, online poker from uh, ever happening. Uh, seems to be that they carry a lot of the power. Yeah, and I'm wondering whether it's... Uh, uh whether they, uh, you know, don't want this to happen because of moral reasons. I think or, that's a or, part of it. Or could it be that, you know, uh, listen, for how many years now, you know, ever since the Internet, and you could bet on horses from all different tracks. You can even live stream the, the races into your computer, and you can make legal bets. You know, I wonder how much that industry has fought against right. this, figuring that their bottom line is going to suffer because of this, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So it... it, it Again, we've discussed this to the point we've beaten this. We've beaten this horse dead, yeah. and uh, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to any logical person, whether you're a poker player or not. You know, uh, the, the the big opposition to this, uh, you know, is a moral. You know, moral people. You know, the the the, the righteous uh, people, and uh, and Sheldon. Allison, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, for some whatever reason at his age, getting, getting, uh, you know, his hairs uh, up, up in arms about, uh, about online gambling when the man runs, uh, you know, multi-casinos. I mean, I this understand. guy is, what, 80, 87 years old or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. He's, uh, who knows how much of a life he has ahead of him. Uh, how much money do you actually need? Uh, uh, I saw a story today. There's a pr there was a problem over in Macau with their government. You know, uh, uh, the Chinese government uh, stepping in and saying that they were going to limit uh, how much you could withdraw from ATM machines to 
something like $626, you know, and uh, I don't know what the exact exchange rate was, but that was what it about came out to. And Macau uh, deals with all these high rollers that take thousands of dollars, and it really was going to uh, cause a big problem over there for a lot of these um, uh, casinos. But, but are the big rollers are taking money out of their ATM? I mean, I've known big rollers to deposit millions well, upon millions in the, in the, in the casino, you know, in the casino cage. You figure they could get around it very easily, yeah, but I don't think uh, it's going to affect the big rollers. I think it's going to affect more of the, you know, very low-level gamblers because that's a that's a very small number. Well, I bring it up because they did mention Adelson and uh, you know, some of the other win and some of the other people that have casinos in Macau and uh, immediately the stock market in China was affected immensely. Uh, and they said to the tune of a loss for Sheldon Adelson of $3 billion in, in uh, worth of his stock. And, uh, you know, I thought, wow, that's incredible. But it went on to say, not that it really hurts him that much. He still has a net worth of $26.5 billion. Yeah, yeah. And listen, like you said, how much money is enough money at this particular age right now for Sheldon? It isn't about money. He he can't he can't spend the amount of money that he has. Amazing, you know, with all whatever whatever he owns now, you know, what else can he buy that he needs at his age? Yes, so yet, now yet he more, still wants to tell people what to do. Yeah, well, now it's more about power, ego, you know that that that's all that is right now. I'm sorry, but that that's all that is with that man fighting so strongly against this at his age. You know, I could understand if he was a man of forty, fifty, even early sixties. You know, he's eighty something years old. You've 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 had an extremely successful life, and you've taken care of your family, you know. So this isn't this isn't a battle about saving your empire and everything else, and making sure that your your future generations of your family are well taken care of. This is this 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 is all about ego right yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I wanted to get into a couple topics uh, along those lines. Uh, I, let's start out, though, with uh, some results. When last week when we were on the show, they were down to the final three players uh, at the Bellagio, and they finished that tournament up. Uh, and uh, uh, the winner was James Romero, who had a big chip lead when we left the show last week. They went into the final table of uh, six players. At the, this is the Five Diamond World Poker Classic at the Bellagio and finished up last week. Um, final table looked like this. James Romero, Ryan Tosik, Justin Bonomo, Igor Yaroshevsky, Alex Condon, and Jake Schindler. Jake uh, lives down here in South Florida and a uh, local guy here. Uh, they were down to three, uh, Tosik, uh, Schindler, and Romero. And uh, at one point, uh, actually when they went into the final table, Romero had a pretty big lead, two-to-one chip lead over Tosik, uh, 9.85 million to 4.46. And then uh, Bonomo was next, 3.3 on down. Uh, Schindler got back into it and uh, actually uh, challenged down toward the very end. He ended up getting knocked out in third place. And at one point, I, I looked at it, and Tos or, uh, Romero had 19 million chips to 2 million chips for uh, Tosic. So Ooh, almost 10 to 1. So basically at that point, it wasn't going to last too much longer. When they got down to head-to-head, -head, it went 16 hands. Uh, Romero finally... Uh, Got pocket kings. Tosic uh, had pocket fives, and that was the end of the event. That's all she wrote. <laughs> anyway, James Romero, the winner, uh, $1.9 million. Uh, this was a, a huge record tournament for uh, the Bellagio. 
791 entries. I think wow. when we were talking last week, we had like 748 was it, was it Daniel, or something. Daniel had bought in. Does it, did it finally like say how many? Was it? Didn't, didn't we, mention that. We weren't sure if it was five or six last on the show no, last d- week. didn't mention that. But the prize pool was $7.6 million. Well, good for them. Um, last year was the, or actually the record turnout for this event was in 2007 when they had 664. Uh, so they uh, completely shattered that. 791 entries, and this was a 10,000 uh, buy-in tournament, um, the largest field in WPT history for a 10,000 or higher. Wow. Well, congratulations to them, and congratulations to the winner. Actually tied with the 2007 L.A. Poker Classic, which is kind of czar at 791. Well, that's the the over-and-under number now to beat. But uh, 72 people made the money, and uh, I saw Alan Kester complaining, said, what are we doing, going less than 10% now for the field, and uh, wanted to know why they didn't pay uh, uh, 80 people. How many did they pay? 72. Yeah, why why wouldn't they have yeah, paid 80 people? That, that's a very good question. But the top nine places all collected over six figures, and, uh, you know, Actually, a, a really great tournament, and uh, a lot of big names. Everybody in the business pretty much playing in this one. And that's the last big major event for the year right now for uh, oh, WPT. They couldn't w- squeeze another one SOP. in with the two weeks and change that are remaining? Probably could if they wanted to. people <laughs> a little bit of a rest. Listen, you gotta, you got to let them spend some time with the family. So, so, so they got to remember they have a family, yeah, you know, some absolutely. of these guys that travel so much and, and constantly playing in all these tournaments. Yeah. And, it's nice. Let everybody enjoy the holidays. So congratulations to uh, James Romero, who wins that tournament. Uh, plenty of other news out there, though, including uh, the opening up in Maryland of the new MGM uh, in, the, in the harbor up there. Grand, uh, it's called MGM National Harbor. Uh, opened last Thursday night. Uh, it cost $1.4 billion to build the place, 125,000 square feet of gaming space, and 39 tables in the poker room. So Very nice. I saw nice. Kate Hall's been in the news a lot lately, but uh, I did see a tweet from her, as I do follow her, uh, saying, I went by the uh, MGM National Harbor instead of going to Macau. And she said, rest in peace, Maryland Live. Really? Yeah, which was <laughs> pretty concise really? and to the point. Really? But there are now, uh, I guess there are six casinos now in Maryland. Four of them have poker rooms. Yeah, and Maryland Lives is the number one two yeah, r- by far. room it by was, there. It was and, by far. And our very good friend Mike Smith runs that, and yeah. he's done a tremendous job up there. But they, uh, the, the casino gambling market in Maryland was worth $1.1 billion in 2015. Uh, the first year, 2014, was $931 million. So uh, up from year one to year two, we'll get some... Uh, 2016 numbers in a couple of months or so. Uh, the 13th largest commercial casino gambling market in America. Mm, very nice. I mean, it's got a big metropolis to, to draw from there. So The poker market is worth $3 million a year. Pretty good. How much is it? $3 million. To the casino? To uh, the, the, the state, I guess it would be. No, no, those. Let no. me tell you. That's well, that's no, okay. Then that's poker revenue. That's yeah. Well, poker. What is? Uh, put it this way. Right now, the rooms that are doing in Florida. You went over the numbers a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Remember, we had about three or four rooms alone that went over ten million a year in revenue. So right there, that's 
if there's four rooms doing that right there, that's $4 million to the state just from the poker. Because yeah. the state here in the state of Florida gets 10%. Yeah. So, you know, I would imagine with all the rooms here in the state of Florida that they probably generate somewhere between 8 and $10 million in revenue a year. Here. Here. Yeah. From all the rooms, yes. So, and Maryland's this little tiny state, you know. Yeah, but they're doing numbers that are just ridiculous. Yeah, but are. then again, I, you know, without knowing how much the percentage of the state gets, because uh, Maryland Lives, what do they got? Like something like fifty something, sixty tables over there. Yeah. And you know, fifty-two. I fifty-two. Like they're rocking and rolling most of the time there, so their revenue has to be incredible yeah on well, a monthly basis we'll find out what happens we'll keep an eye on that one for sure uh, no question that uh certainly is drawing a lot of attention right now and we'll see what happens yeah well listen you know competition we know what competition has done here for the poker players so opening up another room in maryland and having 39 more tables to play and you know having the casinos fight for each other you know uh Mike Smith. Mike Smith's an old veteran of that down here. Yeah, for sure. And and you know he always had the number one or two t- room in the state of Florida. So I, I'm sure Maryland Live will do just yeah, well. Yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Mike Smith will make whatever whatever adjustments he has to to make make sure that room stays number one in Maryland and possibly number one in the United States. Uh, the other news coming out this week, and this is kind of uh, you know. Uh, Kind of retro, I guess, you know, something that uh, we didn't really think much about. It really doesn't, uh, it's not earth-shattering or anything, but apparently the full-tilt poker claims process is finally done after five and a half years. Now, wasn't that supposed to take, I mean, you're you're talking about after five and a half years from when it started. Right. But they didn't try to make people whole again until, what, about two and a half years ago? It was February of 2014. Okay, so right, just a a little more than two and a half years ago, so... Um, I'm surprised it's taken this long because yeah. you all, you had a deadline well, to file. People kept refiling, and uh, you know they they would want more information or need to correct it, and uh, they paid out a total of 114 and a half million dollars out of uh, out of 160 that they owed. So basically, the state and this uh, Garden City group that. Uh, uh, worked on the change are are, are going to collect a big yeah, amount of money. Of course, a lot of people just, including you. Uh, I, well, I left I left exactly a hundred dollars, and I don't remember the exact change, right. but but it didn't even add up to a dollar. So yeah. it was a hundred and saying I just didn't even bother, you know, filing. And plus for that. my nine cents. And I know somebody else who <laughs> left about a hundred and seventy dollars in the account. Yeah, there. well, that's probably what added up to this amount. But when you talk about the number of people. Uh, that Full Tilt owed, you know, I mean, it adds up to a lot of money. So, uh, you know, you're talking about a windfall of maybe $45 million plus for the state and well, the, gov- yeah, the, gov- it, the government. But it's also say. taken two and a half years of a lot of, excuse me, a lot of manpower and everything else to uh, to get this done and everything else that's going on with this. So, um, you know, it's still a very nice lump of change that's going to be left over for the federal government yeah, and, for, for sure. and for the Garden State people. They, uh, there were 45,180 player accounts that were paid back. So uh, it's a massive amount of people. They did deny 1,635 petitions. Uh, not really uh, saying why, but uh, you know, incorrect information, incomplete information, never got uh, straightened out. And basically... 
uh, were never paid back. The other big denial, and this was something that the uh, Poker Players Alliance got involved in, was the uh, sponsored pros and the, and the affiliates. Um, those sites not only earned their income from playing poker, but from their business relationships with Full Tilt. And uh, originally, the uh, the government said they weren't getting any of that back. Uh, after negotiations with the Poker Players Alliance, the Garden City Group decided that they would pay back the uh, money earned from actual poker play, but did not uh, reimburse them for the sponsored uh, pros and affiliates, uh, their outside business. So. Uh, they, they and totally I don't think screwed. they should. I don't think they should have gotten paid for that. I right. mean, you know, regardless, you know, you 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 hitched your wagon to some people who were just doing some stuff that they shouldn't have been doing. So, but your poker winnings, you definitely should get back. Right, right. Uh, anyway, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention: we talked last week about William Kasuf again, and he stays in the news because he just posted on Twitter a picture of his brand new car. He bought an Aston Martin, and uh, Posted on Twitter, uh, just got the Aston Martin DB9, nine high like a boss with my own plate, WLLLKSF, so Will Kasuf, and he tweeted, say my name, bitches, we laugh out loud. So a guy who uh, just likes the attention, really. Yeah, nine, nine high. So, you know, the, the, just to remind Stacy a little bit <laughs> yeah, further, exactly. you know, but don't worry, like I said, he... he he more than likely will be a flash in the, you know flash in the pan type of guy you know he hasn't done anything since then that that you know right. that is newsworthy in the poker world so um but they have written some very interesting articles he has been uh he has fueled some fires for writers whether they like him or not and um you know i read something in the card player this week that i was mentioning to you and Found it very interesting from a professional poker player who kind of took his side and was upset with Cliff Josephy and a couple of the other players. And he even mentions in the article that Cliff Josephy was one of his sponsors, you know, backers, not sponsors. Let me just put, put correct that, backers. And, you know, after reading his article, you know, I softened a little bit where, yes, Kasuf probably did not break all, break a lot of rules. If if any, but he bent them so much yeah. that he that he upset such a large group of people, including the tournament director. And you know, you know, he says, "Well, I'm a lawyer. You know, I didn't break any of the rules." And I said, "Yeah, you didn't break any of the rules, but you know, rules are are, are meant are meant to change, also. You know, and I have a feeling that this year the WSOP will tweak its rules. That this guy was just pushing to the limit and." You know, again, I don't see, for me, I don't like this in the poker world, and I think the large majority feel that way. But it was a very interesting article to read as to, you know, how this particular person felt about This about was uh, Gary, Ga Gary Greer? Uh, no, Gavin. Gavin uh, Griffin. Gavin right. Griffin wrote this, and, you know, I've respected his writing. He's, he's always had some great articles there in Card Player, and, you know, um, Tilted my focus a little bit, you know, reading yeah, him that, that especially when, especially when he's, you know, when he stood up against someone that's been a backer and and, and, and as he said, a good friend. Uh, so he obviously had very strong feelings on this for him to write this article and um, pointed out a lot of things. And you know, my guess is 
you know, they will try to make adjustments to whatever perceived rules he he they thought he kept breaking. So, right, right. Uh, Dave, I don't know. We've been in tournaments. You've been penalized for for doing things that you know very minor. It's 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 quote you know a, a rookie mistake, so to speak. But you've been penalized for that. And this is a person who's been doing this, and he's playing in the highest game out there every single year. When when you get six, seven thousand people in the main event, so all right, hey, congratulations to you. You bluffed somebody off of a hand that you could have been eliminated on. You did play some solid poker, but you know at what expense? You know, uh, was it worth it? I'm sure it is for him because he's definitely getting his 15 minutes worth of fame in now. <laughs> but will it continue in the future? Right. And that's that's the only question that we need to ask right now. Yeah. Exactly. And whether his his success from this year will will go forward. Uh, speaking of Twitter uh, and Kate Hall, uh, she got into a feud uh, online this week with uh, another player. She was playing out at the uh, WPT Five Diamond Classic at the Bellagio, and uh, played a hand with Barry Hutter. Um, She had 80 big blinds, and she called off her entire stack pre-flop with ace-10 offsuit. Said she felt uh, she had a read on uh, Hutter that she had on ace-9. I don't know where she got that, but uh, it turned out he had pocket jacks, and... uh, she ended up a button. What she called up pretty much her whole stack. She came down to a very small stack and was knocked out later. Uh, but uh, it got on Twitter and people were talking about it. And uh, you know there was some players that wondered if uh, you know there was ever a right situation to, to call off a huge stack with those numbers, uh, with those cards. Um, and she said, you know. Getting uh, 2.3 to 1, yes, depending on range assumptions. Um, and uh, Mike Dentali, who uh, goes under the uh, name uh, Mick Unbelievable, at Mick Unbelievable. Anyway, I've, I've seen him, and, uh, you know, he doesn't have a reputation of being a great player, but, you know, he's around these WPT events. He's a kind of a musclehead kind of guy, uh, always wearing tank tops and, and, uh, you know, trying to uh, intimidate people a lot of the time. But he wrote in on Twitter saying, uh, your answer to this guy proves to me that you're clueless. And that set her off. He said, I heard, I heard you've been playing well, but funny, when the cards don't go your way, you have to rely on skill. And she wrote back, bro, you do a lot of talking. If you want to play heads up tonight or any other time, I'm game. So now the challenge is basically out there. Uh, a lot of people weighed in on this. Uh, Matt Glance kind of uh, tried to be the peacemaker in between them, but uh, Dentali uh, picked fights with Liv Bowery and Lance Bradley, who was the former uh, editor of Bluff Magazine, Alex Weldon, and a couple others. And they were going back and forth. It was kind of entertaining, actually, to uh, to read this whole thing on Twitter. But uh, finally, uh, with Glance's help, uh, he was kind of the mediator. He got people, he got them both involved to agree uh, on the format and location. It looked for a while like Dentali was just going to kind of uh, slink away and not do anything, but he did agree. So now they're going to have a best of three ten thousand uh, dollar matches. With twenty-five fifty blinds, twenty-five dollar fifty dollar blinds, and they're going to be playing it in uh, March at the Sugar House Casino uh, outside Philadelphia. 
And uh, Poker Night in America has decided that they're going to film it. And actually, we'll get to see it uh, at some point uh, down the line. So what do you think? Well, First of all, what do you think about calling off a stack with Ace-10 offsuit? Well, listen, with a big stack that high, you have to be... You have to be 99 to 100% sure that your read on your opponent, you know, I I would love to know what the betting structure was before she, you know, had to be pushed into that, you know, yeah. how many, you know, how many big blinds had she already committed to the pot? Did he go all in right off the bat? You know, she raised, you know, we need a little bit more context to this because if you have already no, committed, I, I probably if, can get that for you. If she probably, you know, if you had committed half of your big blinds at this point you know you might want you might have to do that and hope that he's just trying to get you off of a weak hand okay now she's not playing dentali she's playing uh, uh, not Barry Dintale, hutter Barry hutter the, the other gentleman that beat her right. is what i'm saying so right. uh, if if i knew how you know I, I mean again for this guy to criticize her she had to put a large Large, large, large chunk of that 80 big blinds in one particular bet. I okay, guess well, I, I do have some uh, details here, so let's let's go over it real quick. Uh, Barry Hutter uh, had bet 16,500 uh, in the cutoff. Uh, another player called from middle position. Kate Hall re-raised from the hijack to 44,000. Okay. Hutter tanked for a while, moved all in for his last 145,600. The middle position player folded. The cameras were there on the scene. Uh, Hall asked for an exact count, so the raise was in a, was actually uh, 101,000, and Hall had 120,000. Now I don't have the blind. So she had she had okay. So she had 120 left after putting in 44. She effectively put in a little over 25 percent of her stack. Right. At this point, you had a man who raised, unless, unless you know. So basically, the blinds are a thousand, two thousand, I guess, at that point. Uh, yeah, if exactly. If that's yeah, two thousand big blinds. Uh, two thousand was the big blind. So, you know, it's a hand you can easily get away from. I mean, you lose twenty-five percent of your stack, but you still got, you know, at that point, what are you sitting with? Still sixty big blinds. I don't know. I, I, without knowing Barry Cutter and how the style of play that he had going on there, for him to go into her raise, that big of a raise, that she put 25% of her stack in that in that pot on a raise, and for him to just, you know, completely go all in after that, I may have given him credit for, for, for obviously a better hand than Ace-10. Well, there was, a, there was a report that she tanked for 10 minutes. Uh, actually, the count was eight minutes. Someone called the clock on her. Uh, they got the the clock over there. It took about a minute for them to come over and start the count. And uh, so I guess it was about ten minutes past. And uh, with 15 seconds remaining in the countdown, she called. She had ace of clubs, ten of spades. Hutter had uh, jacks. And the board came up six, five, deuce, rainbow. Four of diamonds and seven of spades. Okay, so which which well, sent Hutter to three hundred thirteen thousand and and Kate went down to twenty thousand. Now would he have risked that that amount his his tournament life in essence? You know, would a hand much worse than Ace Ten? You know, at that point he could have had Ace King, Ace Queen suited. 
pocket jacks, pocket queens, you know, um, maybe you don't read them for aces or kings in that hand, you know, best case scenario, he had pocket nines, pocket eights, and you've got two live over cards. Right. You know, you've worked very hard to get your stack to this point, you know, and I believe she admitted that she made a mistake, and, you yeah. know, I think she did make a mistake, you know, um, but, you know, guess what? If he had turned over do seven, you know, this conversation would have been, oh, what a hero, you know, call yeah, she right. made, you know. So results-oriented here, but once again, I don't know if, if I would have put in, you know, whatever the blind, what was it, 101 more. So she would have, in effect, been putting in. She was probably left with, uh, what, 10 big blinds after that hand? Or not even. Uh, it was a hundred more, 101,000 more for her to call. Yeah, so she was left with seven big blinds after that. Well, her tweet after the hand was, uh, just went with a read I was pretty confident of and was wrong. It will look horrible. Now I'm short. Uh, but my question then to you is, what happens from there? I mean, uh, this guy jumped in. I don't, I don't even think he was at that table. Uh, he just wanted to shoot his mouth off, basically. It uh, doesn't make her look all very good. She's pretty feisty, but, uh, you know, but sometimes she, gets, flies off the handle on Twitter and will uh, really go at people that criticize her. So it doesn't make her look great, but I think it makes him look worse. I mean, trying to pick a fight with uh, with one of the up-and-coming young women players. On, does on does it make him look worse now that he's got a poker, a poker night in America no, I guess. televising it? You know, you, you, you got to kind of see, you know, sometimes you just keep poking the bear until until they growl back at you and you try to take advantage, you know, like <laughs> P.T. Barnum, you know, put on a show or something. So, exactly. again, he criticized somebody who, you know, was talented enough to be 80 big blinds up ahead. You well, know. he again, his head his, is... Uh, his claim was that she was just running good, his, that she wasn't playing good. Right. Well, that's the talk about him is that he's always complaining about how bad he's running and that uh, when he loses, it's because the cards uh, let him down and that sort of thing. I don't know. Anyway, we'll we'll keep an eye on what's happening here. Not too much more to say outside of that, but, uh, you know, I, I it kind of is interesting at one point, but it just goes on so long and some of the uh, repartee is so nasty that... You know, it kind of it makes you wonder if you want to be involved in the, in some of these games. Well, listen, you know, at my age, you and I are the same age, Dave. I you you enjoy Twitter and everything else, but I you know I could care less what people tell me what they're doing there. Yeah, exactly. People I care about, let me know. Okay. Uh, well, let's take our first first break on the show. A few other things to talk about tonight. Uh, but let's tell you about Gulfstream Park, where uh, in the latter part of January, on Saturday, January 28th, will be the big horse race, $12 million purse, the Pegasus World Cup Invitational. Twelve horses, each putting up a million dollars, and winner take all. Uh, pretty interesting, and uh, should be uh, uh, the start of a real kickoff of the season for some of the big races. Of course, the Don Handicap, the Fountain of Youth, and a lot of the others will be uh, on the schedule after the first of the year, heading on down to the Florida Derby, which is always produces uh, one of the big uh, Kentucky Derby contenders later in the year. So, horse racing underway. They got underway uh, on Saturday uh, the third, 
And uh, the handle on their opening day was a record $11.1 million. Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Good uh, for them. Last year's record on opening day was 10.3. So uh, they set a new record there, and obviously the place was jam-packed. But the poker room uh, is one of the places we like to head to, and we know that the poker room is often jam-packed on the big racing days like that. So uh, check it out. It's pretty exciting uh, if you go play poker at some of these places. And we've been to plenty of places that had one or two tables open, unfortunately. But this one will be full uh, pretty much on every weekend yes. uh, for now for the next yeah. four months. Season is starting down here for, for the tourists. Obviously, their racing season. And let me tell you, Dave, that's, that's so exciting to me that their numbers were so big for the horse racing because that was my father's love. So I was going to the racetrack since he was holding my hand down by his knees. Absolutely. Uh, poker tournaments uh, are nightly at 7 p.m., uh, Usually get the three or four tables uh, going there. Not huge tournaments, but uh, a lot of fun, nice people, and uh, I'm sure that you'll have a good time. There's a PLO tournament on Wednesday night, $50 buy-in, and then the other buy-ins range from 50 up to 110 The biggest one is Thursday night, 110 with a 3000 guarantee, 15000 starting units, and uh, they are nightly. Uh, nightly, uh, Sunday through Friday, and then there's a uh, tournament on Saturday, a re- $10 rebuy tournament. Uh, which is also at 7 p.m. A lot of fun uh, over there. Gulfstream Park, 20 tables in the back of the uh, finish line casino on the first floor. You can check that out, and we'll give you lots of uh, information about what's happening with horse racing over there. Of course, uh, on Saturday mornings, they have breakfast at Gulfstream, which is a chance to uh, see some of the inner workings of the track, have a great time, get a breakfast buffet, and take the kids and and, kind of teach them something about... uh, uh, not necessarily gambling. We, we don't want to promote gambling among the youth, but we do want them to see the beauty of horse racing and, racing and what a great sport it is. It really is something else. That's how I that's how I got to appreciate it because they brought me to the track and saw those beautiful animals racing and and the excitement it created in the stands. And uh, I've been a horse racing fan ever since. You can also uh, pick up some information about handicapping the races from the uh, Gulfstream Park Racing Ambassadors. Uh, 10 a.m. to 10.30 on Saturday mornings as well. Also, pick up a free T-shirt with the purchase of a buffet breakfast from 8 to 11 on Saturday mornings. Check it out. Give them a call over there. Uh, You can get on the uh, tram tour also on the backside. Call Nancy Berry over there at the track before 5 p.m. the Friday prior to uh, Saturday to hold your spot. Uh, Her number, by the way, is 954-457-6284. If you need uh, information from the poker room, uh, great place to go. Uh, it's 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Located at 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. It's Gulfstream Park. Welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables, 
with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because you usually meant. We did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe. Another edition of Poker Action Line. You can always pick up the show either on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and go to the Poker Fuse podcast page. Uh, we have a regular uh, time slot on the Hold'em Radio Network. Go to hold'emradio.com and pick up the show there. Or you can just go to our website, pokeractionline.com. Uh, there's a yellow box on the front page. You can click on that and go back and listen to any of the shows. The most recent ones are obviously uh, first on the list. But if you want to go back a few pages and look for your favorite, we've had a lot of great people on the show. Very interesting interviews over yeah. the years, and we'll continue to do so. Uh, you know, it's 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 available every week, and uh, you know I I have taped interviews back from 2011, 2010, which I go back and listen to once in a while, and and really enjoy listening to some of that stuff. You know, let me tell you, those Jason Mercer, especially his first interview with us, was outstanding. Yeah. Nolan Dalla, Bernard Lee, Tom know, Schneider, Tom Schneider. You know, some some of these shows that were. Will, I the, wasn't will the thrill? Yeah, will the thrill? Yes, yes. With all with all the bleeps, or 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 were there, was it bleeps, Gio, or was it you just taking out those words? I think it's probably still on the site with the original form. To be honest. So, but uh, yeah, it's uh, we've had a lot of great guests on here, uh, you know, and the ladies of poker also. Uh, folks, trust me, if you go back, if you're a new listener to our program, please go back into our archives and. And listen to some of our shows because they are truly outstanding. You know, we've had a, a who's who's list of of the old guard and the new guard of poker, people that are in the industry. Mike the, Sexton. The, the ladies who have championed the causes yeah, there. Absolutely. Linda Johnson, who's a Hall of Famer. You know, uh, she's been on our show a couple of times. Trust me, it's we're not blowing our own horn here, folks. It, it truly is. Uh, Dave's done a great job with the interviews on these people. And uh, listen to some of those shows that you didn't think you might find interesting, like the tax, uh, the psychologist. Uh, they were all great, great shows. And uh, if you have the time, 
you know, they're there in our archives. Please go back and listen to yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the big uh, tournament out at the bike was the uh, the World Series of Poker Circuit main event, 1675 buy-in that uh, ended the other day, and the winner of that one was uh, Nikhil Guerra, won 246000 Paul Wynn was second, Eddie Sabat third, uh, Alex Massman finished fourth, and Cushman Davia was fifth. And while, uh, rounding out that final table, Harry Arutinian, uh, who won 48000 So uh, a nice tournament out there in, uh, as the uh, circuit rolls on. Also want to mention uh, the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. Uh, did an interview with uh, the director of poker operations, Tommy Bates, Hard Rock Tommy, the other day. And he talked about this tournament, also some of the uh, construction that's going on. You can check out some of that on their website. Uh, it's a 1650 buy-in. It's called their Winter Poker Open. And the main event starts tomorrow. There will be three opening flights. 300000 is the guaranteed uh, prize pool. They start at 11 a.m. Uh, Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday also at 11 a.m. Uh, once again, the prize pool is 300000 There's a uh, seat to the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open next August. 5250 uh, value, which will be uh, also added uh, to the prize pool given to the winner. So uh, they'll start that all tomorrow. Last year's winner was uh, John Templeton. And a lot of the big names from the Tampa area and, and South Florida also heading on up there. Uh, Steve Carp did very well last year. Shetty Siddiqui and a few of those uh, guys from down here will, I assume, make the trip up again as they get that underway. Uh, Sunday will be day two, and then they'll finish up uh, early next week. So uh, that's all starts uh, tomorrow, which is the 15th of December. And uh, if you get a chance to check it out, very nice room. I talked to Tommy about some of the things going on in Tampa a few uh, few weeks ago over at the Hard Rock in Hollywood. Here's what he had to say. Down here at the Seminole Hard Rock, day three of the Rock and Roll Poker Open. I'm with uh, Tommy Bates, the director of poker operations at the Tampa Hard Rock. I was just there two weeks ago. Uh, stopped in, looked at the poker room, and uh, I have to say that the whole facility is a little more impressive to me than even this one. Yeah, and, and right now we're going through uh, construction phases to where we'll be opening up a new poker room uh, in the beginning of January okay. that we're excited for. Uh, so we'll we'll get through December with our uh, with our world, uh, winter poker open, mm -hmm. and then uh, we'll move right over into our new poker room. Okay, uh, pretty good showing by the Tampa people in this tournament. So you got to be kind of excited about that. Yeah, every time I every time I see our our Tampa our Tampa uh, locals down here, it's exciting. And of course, I got our, our pro John, John Racer still in here. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I come down here and rail these guys. I get a chance to be part of the action for a few days. Unfortunately, the uh, better half of the Mercier couple is uh, out. Natasha just got eliminated not long ago. I'm pretty sure Jason went right behind her. I think I've seen them both <laughs> exactly. at the pay table. Exactly, that's true. Uh, the big question I have for you really is this. Uh, you guys have a tremendous facility there. Uh, I would have thought by now that maybe you had emerged as maybe the third leg of the triangle in Florida for a, either a WPT event or, or done something else. Um, are you disappointed with the th way things have emerged for your facility as far as national scope? No, actually, we're right on pace. We have added a WPT deep stacks in June. Our problem is we don't have ballroom space. Everything that we have to do is in our live poker room, mm -hmm. and we are the biggest live poker room in Florida, so I never wanted to stop live action play in order to hold a tournament. The numbers just don't match. The margins aren't as good. Um, but I can see with construction that we're going through right now, it should be done in about two years. We'll have a ballroom. 
you'll start to see us hold much, much bigger events. It's always a negative to have to eliminate cash games. I never, I never did it. We used to do it at Pergada, and I always thought to myself, if I ever got in a position to hold, uh, hold the title of a director, that I would never kill cash games for tournaments, and I've stuck to my guns. It's been a, a great six or seven years now here in Florida since the handcuffs came off of poker down here. So uh, everybody's got to be thrilled with the progression of poker in the state of Florida. It's really now uh, a destination for poker players. Yeah, and as well as it should be. I mean, look, we have uh, what we're trying to do down here with the, just a seminal hard rock poker product is to get people to go from one property to the other right. property to the other property. And it really works well in the winter. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey hated the winners, uh, why Why would you not want to be here in sunny South Florida? Well, I tell you, the great thing about Florida is it's like a, it's like several different states all over the place, different areas, and the people are different, and, and really you can get a completely different experience in Tampa than you can in Miami. Absolutely. We're, we're more of a smaller little city. Even though we have 5 million people in Tampa, you kind of wouldn't know it by looking at it. Uh, where I come down here and I'm thinking, holy smokes, there's so much traffic and everything's congested, but it's a, it's a, it's a really cool vibe down here. So I, when I go home, it's a little more laid back. I come down here, it's more of a party atmosphere. Right. So you're right. You're right. Uh, it's like two different, uh, two different states. He's known as Hard Rock Tommy on social media. Uh, good luck to your people here this week. And uh, more importantly, good luck in the near future up in Tampa. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. So that all gets underway tomorrow uh, as we do the show here on Wednesday night. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 11 a.m. starting times. 1650 is the buy-in once again, a 300,000 prize pool guarantee. 30,000 starting uh, stacks, uh, chip count in their starting stacks. And uh, you can enter or re-enter, I guess, as often as you like. Well, I remember him mentioning the New Jersey once again. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Jersey, Jersey winners were not fun over there, Big Dave. I don't know how often you got up there into that area, but growing up in that Jersey winter, it's, it was – Gray when you woke up in the morning, gray in the afternoon, and gray right before it turned dark at night. And this is all that you got for three months over there. Uh, also, the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, big tournament uh, right after Christmas, starts on the 26th. Uh, I guess there's eight different events. It'll be the 26th through the 30th. It's called Fun in the Sun. And, uh, you know, this is for a smaller player, actually. Uh, 250 uh, buy-in for the opening event. Uh, a couple of 130s, so uh, I guess trying to take a look at some of these other things, something the Isles done for, for some time, uh, just catered to the smaller player. Um, what's going on over Dania Highlight? You're uh, working over there now as a floor person and dealer. Yeah, uh, it's funny, I just can't seem to take the tie off, Dave. Uh, <laughs> even when I'm not wearing the tie, um, um the exciting new thing was last Wednesday we had a free roll. Uh, we taped our show last week on right. Tuesday because I actually had to cover for one of the other Nick supervisors. Huh? Did Nick show no, up? I no, I did not see him. I did not see him. Hopefully he'll be there tonight because they've asked me to come and help him. So as soon as we finish taping here, I'll be heading over there. But that free roll brought a lot of excitement into the room on Monday. I mean, excuse me, on Wednesday last week. And, um... We we may be going to it on other days of the week also. Do as you, soon as I get the do you have to put that. something down for extra chips? Starting yes, stack, you do. Which is yes, what? you do. You get five. It's like they do in most uh, free roll tournaments. You get five hundred and and, and you five hundred units. Then you could do before before your first hand is dealt. 
you know, because some people didn't realize since you have two hours, two and a half hours to enter the tournament, uh, you know, we before if you're coming in after we've dealt the first hand, you can do 30 or 60 for 7,500 units or, or 15,000. And then afterwards, you could do the 20 or 40 buy-in for five or 10,000 units. Um, and as this thing grows um, and, and it gets a little bigger, the prize pool has a very good chance of growing past the 4,000 guarantee that we, that we put out there. So and it starts at seven o'clock. Starts at seven o'clock and about ten minutes from from our time right now as okay. as we tape the show. Okay, and you can enter up till nine. Nine thirty, actually. Nine thirty. Okay. Uh, okay, let's take our second break on the program. We'll come back with a final segment. Uh, a couple of things I still want to talk about: those uh, regulations they're trying to pass in Quebec and uh, the letters uh, to the attorneys general. Uh, we'll take a look at some of that stuff uh, when we come back and maybe touch on a couple of uh, quick uh, strategy things. We'll see uh, what happens with our time frame, but uh, uh, we do want to tell you about Gulfstream Park, which is located in Hallandale Beach. Uh, Very easy to find, 901 South Federal Highway, if you want to plug that into your GPS, or just look for Pegasus, which is uh, the 110-foot steel and bronze statue out in the uh, parking lot, the north side of the the property and uh, check it out. The out in front also is the uh, village of Gulfstream Park with lots of great shops and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, restaurants, uh, great stuff, including Frankie's and uh, Adina Wine Bar and Grill. Also, uh, several chain restaurants, including Three Forks, uh, Brio, um, Cantino Laredo, uh, Yard House. Uh, a lot of great stuff there, and uh, certainly a, a good night. Of course, they're having the Festival of Lights right now. Uh, nightly, you can check out the uh, beautiful 50-foot tris- Christmas tree and the uh, light show that's uh, timed up with the music, which is great, and uh, a lot of great stuff there, a lot of fun stuff at Gulfstream Park. So it's a great uh, time for the kids. Uh, of course, when January rolls around, there'll be lots of giveaways at the racetrack, including uh, tote bags, uh, picnic blanket, T-shirts, the uh, Tumblr, Jockey Photo Tumblr, Beach Towel, Commemorative Glass, and that sort of thing. That will go on throughout the year. And great racing as well, uh, Wednesdays through Saturday, Wednesdays through Sundays, as uh, the top uh, jockeys, uh, trainers, and horses are all in town for uh, several months, up into uh, well into April, and the Florida Derby. So check it out over at Gulfstream Park. Very easy to get to. If you want information about the Poker Room, which is located in the Finish Line Casino on the first floor, 20 tables in the back side of that casino, and you can check it out. Get a hold of them at 954-457-6336. Tell them I sent you over. I mean, uh, we've been uh, doing uh, spots for them for quite some time. They're running a lot of TV to promote their horse racing season. We talk about the poker room here a lot, and it's a great room to go to. You'll have a good time, and you'll have a good fair game. And a uh, nice location, very clean, and a lot of fun. It's Gulfstream Park, once again, in Hallandale Beach. Tell them Big Dave sent you on over. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. 
You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. And if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It's tough to break into a career. Everybody wants to hire someone with experience. So how can you get experience if no one will hire you? Employers like to see that you've done the hands-on work. In the Guard, you can get paid training in your specialty. Then go out and apply those skills in the civilian world. I wouldn't be where I am today without the Guard. I'm serving my country and I'm succeeding in the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the job skills you need for the career you've always wanted in the National Guard. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe on <laughs> Poker Action Line. Since we've been talking about the opening of the horse racing, we're coming down the stretch for the show tonight. We are. Uh, Canada Telecom is the, uh, the company in Canada that handles the... Uh, uh, basically the... the the internet service is what I'm looking for, uh, and uh, the regulator is uh, standing firm against the government of Quebec that has uh, talked about an internet service provider directed ban on online gambling sites. Uh, they passed a budget bill that would require ISPs to block all unlicensed internet gambling sites, and so far the regulator has a few, has refused. They said they don't have to do it. It is in their laws that they do not. And they will not. Uh, there's a charity called the Public Interest Advocacy Center who uh, objected to the bill and is asking uh, the commission uh, that passed it to uh, the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission uh, to declare the law unconstitutional. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. That was one of the last uh, places the, that people could go and play the poker. The key statement there was unlicensed. Yeah. Unlicensed, well, which my guess means... Uh, you know, boys, come on over and pay a large fee to get a license yeah. in, the, in, in the country of Canada. Exactly. So it's not limited to the United States. Uh, but the latest thing is, uh, well, we've always wondered what Donald Trump is going to do about online poker and, uh, you know, being an obviously a gambling, uh, you know, maven and, uh, you know, moneymaker over the years, uh, knows what uh, kind of revenue it can derive, not only for his pocket, but in the government position, uh, how it can help the budget. And we have all sorts of financial uh, uh, gloom and doom coming from a lot of people. So we'll need to uh, certainly raise some revenue there. Uh, we'll see what he does. His vice president, uh, 
Uh, Mike Pence, the uh, governor of Indiana, has uh, gone ahead and sent out a well, received a letter uh, on behalf of, of the attorneys general from 10 states. And the states are uh, Louisiana, Michigan, Nebraska, Nevada, surprisingly, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, and Utah. Now, a lot of those aren't a surprise. Uh, Texas is, of course, one of the largest states and a place that people have tried hard to bring uh, online gaming there. Uh, Nevada has online gaming, so uh, that's a little bit of a surprise there. And their uh, Attorney General, Adam Laxalt, uh, has kind of angered uh, the Governor, Brian Sandoval, and uh, people from the Nevada Gaming Control Board, and they're very unhappy with uh, the fact that he did that. But uh, uh, these people are pushed by uh, Sheldon Adelson, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, But they want want to push through these bills that are in the House and Senate right now, uh, entitled the Restoration of America's Wire Act of 2016. And, uh, you know, people that are involved with Adelson are basically the ones that wrote that. Well, let, 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 let's hope he gets on Donald Trump's uh, bad side <laughs> from from a poker perspective, you know. Uh, we know how well uh, Donald Trump, uh, with his comments have made, uh, President-elect Trump, is those comments he's made when people are against him, so... Yeah, he's Ho- very. Hopefully, Sheldon, uh, you know, gets on, lines up on the other side of that of the, of the po- online poker fence there against Trump and see what happens. Well, we'll see. Uh, but uh, the fight goes on, and uh, again, support the uh, Poker Players Alliance. You can go to thepPPA.org and sign up uh, for 2017. And uh, you know, they've done a great job of uh, supporting the uh, poker world and. Uh, Certainly, trying to get a good regulated system out there to uh, you know keep people safe, yeah, and, really, and, and letting us you know keeping us updated you know through emails, letting us know everything that's going on out there when they need our support, when we need to contact our representatives. They've done a great job. I'm just so surprised that you know with Nevada, Delaware, New Jersey already having online gaming for, you know for the state that other states have not joined in yet, have not passed it, and try to unify themselves. I mean, it, it, it really is ridiculous in this country, and it still baffles the hell out of me that, that this hasn't happened yet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, stuff coming up in uh, 2017, obviously, when we turn the corner, the next big WPT event is the Borgata Winter Open. Uh, that is uh, toward the end of the month of January. And... Uh, we will also uh, be looking at the uh, the new uh, Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure, which has a new name now, uh, the Poker Stars Championships, uh, which will still be played in the Bahamas and basically will be the same with a new name and uh, a little bit different system. Also, the Aussie Millions gets underway in January and uh, a lot of good stuff. Then when we turn to February, we'll have, uh, actually still in January, the Hard Rock will have the Lucky Hearts Poker Open. And in February, we'll have the... Uh, the, the circuit event up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, so we'll be talking about a lot of that stuff after the first of the year. Yeah, the, the, this, enjoy the break, folks. Enjoy the break because right after the new year, the the merry-go-round gets going again. For well, the I can rest of the I year. can remember the days at Highlight when uh, uh, our biggest week of the year was always Christmas, from Christmas to New Year's. That and biggest it's week still of the, and it's still very true in the casino business. Yeah. Very very true in the casino business. Um, 
like you said, Dave, for us it was because Miami High Life, uh, back then when it was seasonal, opened its season on Christmas night. Yep, that was tradition. And believe it or not, as I've told people, I hated my first time they made me work on Christmas night, and it turned out to be a wonderful evening because everybody's enjoying themselves. They made the, the highlight players run through the court, and the place was packed. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, uh, you know, in all my years in this business, yeah, this, the week – Actually, it's it'll start right around now. Yeah. You know, most people get done with their Christmas shopping. At least the guys do. And they're, they're tired of this. Usually around the 15th, 16th, 17th of December. And it's kind of like, you know, your room gets really packed from there till about the 3rd or 4th of January. And then it kind of takes a step back for a little while. Right. So we've got to enjoy it now. You know, when you when you work in the casino industry, this is the time to really enjoy it. And, you know, listen, we mentioned this was the last big tournament of the year. You know, for big tournament poker players, they get to relax for a couple of weeks and then choose whether they're going to go to the Bahamas or Australia in January. And, you know, this – you remember when tournaments used to be like you'd you'd schedule one a year. That was it. You know, now it's it's year-round all throughout the country, even in our state here, you know – we're constantly coming up with either the Hard Rock, the Isle, West pa- uh, the Kennel Club, uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. It, it's it's never-ending, and, and that's great for poker players. You right. have a lot of venues to go to. One of the stories I didn't get to touch on, I think we might take a look at next week, an uh, interesting article by Robert Woolley called Seven Deadly Sins of Poker, How Many Are You Guilty Of? And he kind of amends the traditional... Uh, seven deadly sins with a few of his own. So uh, we'll talk about some of that and uh, he, you know ways that you can turn things around uh, next week. Uh, he, he also wrote an article on doing the math, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll uh, pass on that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, all this stuff coming up after the first of the year, also working on some guests uh, here down uh during the holiday season and see what we can come up with uh, later this month and then after the first of the year and some interesting stuff on tap that we'll be talking about after the first of the year. So uh, stick around for all of that. As usual, you can always uh, go to our website, PokerActionLine.com, and basically it's a spot where you can pick up the shows, not uh, too much else, but uh, uh, certainly uh, we'll be looking at some of that stuff after the first of the year as well. Uh, go to uh, HoldemRadio.com and... Uh, Pick us up on a regular basis. A lot of other great shows on there as well. The Poker Fuse podcast page has a good spot for us every week on their site. And uh, iTunes, the easiest way is just go ahead and search iTunes and uh, pick up the show there. So that's going to do it for tonight's show. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, Joe, thank you as well. Good luck at your tournament tonight. Uh, Gio, thank you as well for all your help uh, on the controls and getting everything on the Air Force. We really do appreciate it. And uh, Certainly look forward to uh, having a great holiday season as we head uh, toward the end of December here. Thanks for being with us tonight. We'll talk to you more next week. We'll keep an eye on everything going on in the world of poker. And we'll talk to you again next week here on Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.